fisted toward right. Look at that ball carry. Oh, and, and we've got a guest. Oh, excellent. <laughs> you can tell he's a guest. He's the only one that doesn't have the lower third bar. Yeah, well, he's not official, so he doesn't get one of these. Yeah. We should. We, should. we just want to watch you do your homework. Kyle, I think we should like Kyle. <laughs> um, Kyle, if you want to have a. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't hear any. All right. All right, Cybertron. We didn't hear any of that. Try that again, Mike. Me or Kyle? You. Oh, you. Kyle, if you want to add your lower third. He sounds like an autistic robot. <laughs> you can't hear me? <laughs> now I can't. You, were just, you were breaking up. You, you sound okay now. Don't. I'm good. Yeah. Well, I'm good, but you can hear me now? Well, yeah. Well, a little bit. We can make you out. Wait, Maybe my computer is the one can handle four people. Probably. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Weird. Start. Start. Uh, okay. Now he's frozen. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody. Oh, there we go. Okay, now you sound like a normal human being. Well, no, you sound like you. <laughs> Still sounds like me. <laughs> well, let's welcome our, our first official guest. So, there's, and he's, we shouldn't have had him on. He's our only listener. And now we don't have any listeners because we had him on the show. <laughs> Damn it. Why didn't we think of this stuff before? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Kyle, how do you say your last name? Is it Reichert? Maybe a, a microphone would be good. Yeah, yeah. He just, well, you well, just well, little did we know that our first, you just, our first guest, you just mime it. Our first guest on a primarily audio only <laughs> podcast is a mute. We can't we can't hear him? Oh, maybe, do I have to unmute him? Yeah, I think you might have to. No, he's not muted. This better? There oh, it is. There we go. All right, there we go. Okay, yep. so did I did I butcher your last name or not? I uh, know you got it. Actually, you got yeah. it. Yeah, I'll see. Nice. So, are you a third? I just have to know. Never mind. It's a Nazi third? joke. Oh. The third. Oh. Oh. Anybody? Third. Anybody? Wow. All right. Where's the gong? <laughs> oh, Sorry. Come on. It's early in the Sorry night. Sorry in advance, Kyle. All right, well, Kyle is the one who has been doing all of our work, actually, for us on this Hangout. He's been the one in podcast. He's been the one who's been finding all the tweets that we've, been, that we've had to defend um, because be- we're all too lazy to actually do any sort of work for this podcast Hangout. He could be like our stat boy. Yeah. <laughs> Except we, we, just all- assign him, we just assign him things to look up for us. <laughs> and then do draw him your a <laughs> Except, no, don't we, we yeah, can't don't handle that, that kind of screaming right don't <laughs> oh. dolan if you don't have anything to look up during the podcast what are you gonna end up doing 
Oh, I'm going to leave in about five minutes. <laughs> uh, okay. I might have to actually listen. That'd be new for me. Whoa. Well, we're back. What is it? March? May? April? April it's, what? Ninth? It's, it's, it's April. April. Yeah, April. April 9th? Yeah. The Cubs are Dolan. What was the what's the tally right now? The Cubs game. The Cubs are down what four to three to one. Uh, they are down three to one to the beer makers from Milwaukee. That's about right. And all they're doing, they show WGN. They show a pitch, then they show some miserable, cold ass fan, then they show another pitch. And they do it again. Really just selling the product tonight. And then there's a pop up in the lower right corner of the screen for two and a half men. The old two and a half men, not even the Ashton Kutcher two and a half men. They should just show that during the game, because then maybe people, maybe people would actually watch. Uh, there are as many. Yeah, people... that's what they need to. That should have been the third man in the booth is Charlie Sheen, because they'd be the third man, and then also you know if you count the numerous voices he's hearing, you know. There are as many people watching the Cubs game right now as are watching our hangout. <laughs> And we're not counting Kyle because now he's part of it. No, we have, we have a, we have another viewer, according to the tally. We have oh one. Oh my god! All right, all right, guys, let's talk some baseball. Oh, sorry, that's right. That, that's what we're here for. <laughs> right, as as you can tell from all of our uh, our branded uh, clothing that we're all wearing. Wait, you can't actually even see your. Oh yeah. anymore. I was gonna. Uh, you can't get a good look at it. I have. Uh, I got a whole collection of Larry Rothschild's discarded, discarded uh, sweatshirts. <laughs> also, or discordant. Discord. <laughs> discordant. Yeah. So, I feel pretty good about this. <laughs> now, when I gain 150 pounds, I'll wear Billy Connors' old ones. Do you remember those? <laughs> oh. That guy. <laughs> Do I? He got, sold all he, the. <laughs> he got so fat while he was a pitching coach. He couldn't wear a uniform. It didn't matter what the weather was. He'd have that big blue like parka thing on. And he'd just be lumbering out to the mound. Of course, it's good to have a Billy Connors reference because he was what the pitching coach in 1992, 92. or something. Yeah. I'm nothing if not timely. Yeah. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. So, that was that was before or after Dick Pole. <clears throat> it was pre Dick Pole. <laughs> Speaking of Cub history, uh, this is the 30th anniversary this week of the Lelia profanity-laced. Kyle was negative like 11, 12 years old at the time of that rant, so we can't really appreciate it. I was only, what, five? We also five. can't use any of the language because Kyle's present. So That's true. He's in high school. They don't swear in high school. No, God. No, never. <laughs> um. That is so. It's the 30th anniversary, and that's exciting. I don't know why. It's, it's exciting because even though nobody remembers what the name of this podcast is, Lee named our podcast for that's us true. during that rant. <laughs> All those many years ago. Yeah. I am going to actually be part of the other 15 percent. Wait, no, I'm going to be the other. Wait, yeah, I'm going to be part of the other 15. percent I forgot which was the part that actually. Goes 85 percent of the world is working. working. The other 15 percent, come out here. I will be part of the other 15 on Friday. Our only other listener, Pre, is uh, had got some tickets from work, so I will be going to. It might be Matt Kane versus Jeff Samarja, which would be the best of the early season matchups. Yeah, there goes the no hitter streak. Well, at least you'll be there That's to see history. 
That's what I said. <laughs> I had suggested perfect game, and Priest suggested that there will be a walk in the fifth inning. I don't know. Kane, Kane gave up nine runs last time out, so yeah, all the, he wasn't pitching against these guys. Uh, <laughs> he was pitching against the friggin' Rockies, wasn't he? All the Rockies are unbeatable. No, no, no. It was what was it? It was it was some stupid team that he sh- totally shouldn't have given that many runs up to. Let's see here. Where are his Make stab. Over the weekend, yeah, Sunday, or, why, well, Sunday a bunch of bunch of ace. Why the hell am I the one looking head. this up? <laughs> yeah, a bunch Every of ace, ace pitchers had, with the exception, I think, of some. A bunch of ace pitchers had bad days. Oh, I, I guess think, it was the Cardinals. Yeah, so and some margins yeah. wasn't great. It, I think it was uh, great for a while. John Murray should start selling. Should bring back the "It's going to happen" signs, but it'll refer this time to the no hit streak instead of the with winning the pennant. And then Al can sit out in left field and hold it up because he's always rooting for history. Yeah. Remember when he wanted to see Tom Glavin's 300 win? What uh, a dick! <laughs> <laughs> Dolan, do you want me to send any messages to him when I go to the game on Friday? To your buddy, just, Elion. Do what, just do what you always do. Just go over, take your shirt off, give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a nice tradition you guys have. <laughs> I'll have a picture of your face painted on my chest. <laughs> what do you, why? Why would you cover up the tattoo of me that you have on your chest? That's on my back. <laughs> so you can see me coming or going. Oh. Uh, you won't see me coming. <laughs> oh. Okay. Ooh. I never realized that I was the one that made those jokes until you pointed it out when I wasn't here last week. Oh, we realized it. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we were all over that. It's not like I listened to this afterwards. I mean, geez. All right. So let's interview Kyle. Kyle, you're a first baseman. Yes. And we established you're a right-handed first baseman, right? Uh, yeah, I'm half right-handed. I bat lefty, throw righty. That's right. And I, I, Kyle, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's podcast, which is basically only Kyle that does listen to it, is uh, one of the – I met him at uh, spring training. He's – let's just say he's a longtime reader because it makes us sound cooler of Decipio and Higher Gymnasium. And, uh, and he – I was a little bitter when I talked to him in spring training because not only did I'm, – I'm a, about a five foot nine first baseman, or I was when I was actually playing. Kyle's a strapping lad. He's a lot taller – He's most likely more athletic. He can hit better. And he is one of those guys. I was always bitter when there were right-handed throwers that would play first base because there's only a couple positions on a field that a first baseman can – that a left-handed player can play. And Kyle was, was is stealing one from some pure lefty behind him. With oh, yeah. Athletic ability. Every well, day I wish I was uh... – Left-handed thrower too, because there's really no point for me to throw right-handed at being a first baseman and a pitcher. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to turn that three-six-three double play when you're a lefty. Right. Exactly. Right. Oh yeah, and you're a pitcher as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. How hard do well, you? Doesn't. Throw? Uh, seventy. Good uh, lord. I think if you added up three of my throws, <laughs> you get to seventy. Dude, I used to hit. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna be a bitter old man reminiscing. Yeah, the the, the two or three <laughs> times I was ever on a gun, I was in the mid 80s. But really, yeah, he means he did it. He 
He means he did it in 1985. <laughs> yeah. No, this was this would have been the this would have been the early 90s when I was throwing in the mid 80s, but now I can just barely get it over 50. So. I remember it was I was at a Kane County Cougars game after college, so I was probably 24 maybe, and with a running start, as hard as I could, I hit 63 and 64 and 63 in my three throws. Nice. Would you would think that consistency? I would have at least guessed because that's the whole game. As you try yeah, to guess, that's, that was the last time I I did that. Yeah. And I thought, well, when I hit sixty three the first time, I'm like, surely I'm gonna hit sixty five this time. And then I my arm has not really been the same since. So. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle, how is your team doing? The season has started, maybe. Uh, well, we were supposed to start about three weeks ago, but we have yet to play a game due to the uh, amounts of snow we got this year. So we just been sitting better. in the gym. Ugh, it's just it's been a mess. Gym practices are the goddamn worst for baseball. Oh, dude, terrible. Lighting is awful. Do, now, do you guys are you do you actually use? Yeah, I assume you're in like the where your basketball court is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, do you guys actually use real baseballs on that basketball court? Yeah, and the basketball coach gets so pissed. <laughs> yeah, my high school coach was the same way, and which I completely understand because my coach would just rocket ground balls off like the free throw line and it was like why are we doing this <laughs> so so man because you got it you only have for what two months left of school yeah mm-hmm. and wait a minute were you a junior are you a junior or a senior senior so do you know what you're doing in the fall yep uh oh. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, so you, thank you. You, you couldn't get into NIU? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You could, they, don't you take, could, they don't take everybody. Yeah, you couldn't meet the high and exacting standards of CSU Chico. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, congratulations. And are you going to play club, club baseball at least? I assume you're Considering not. Considering it, yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, I would, I would pretty much guarantee he's not going to play on the uh, – College baseball team, yes, because they don't have one. Do they not? I don't. Even they know. don't. That seems kind of weird. To me. For Big Ten they, school I mean, that size, freaking, freaking Chico had a baseball team. Well, was, I, if I remember right, they got rid of it the year before NIU brought it back because we had some we had some Badger refugees playing on our team. They must have dumped it in like 1990 or 91, something like yeah, that. around there. Yep. yep. That's around the same time Chico lost their football team. Not that you care. That was that was around the same time that Notre Dame was relevant in football. Oh, so. It's a great year for all of us. Um, I did not know that. I just learned something new about Wisconsin. Wisconsin, though, great, great campus. I almost went to law school there. Um, have fun. Yeah, the girl, the girls are extremely cute, and their bars are plentiful. Oh yeah, if either one of those things are your thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> In what five years? What you're eighteen now, right? It's uh, sure, yeah. yeah, it's three years. Three years. You can tell. You can tell I went to Chico. My math is great. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at eighteen I liked girls, though. For sure. Well, you. That might have been so the peak of my right. liking of girls. <laughs> it's, all it's all been down. It's all been downhill. Yeah, from what you usually talk about, it doesn't sound like you like many girls. I, <laughs> I would guess it won't be hard for Kyle to get into get into bars in Madison. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's it's like drinking in Czechoslovakia. 
So it shouldn't. <laughs> it's more shouldn't, expensive. Shouldn't be a problem. More expensive, Dolan. But just get get in your urban assault vehicle and head north, and you'll be fine. Yeah, so just, now I'm fascinated. I'm not because now this get is over the, back. get over the Canadian border. It's 18 up there. I'm gonna grill Kyle because this is taking me back to my heyday, my peak of, of going into college, and it's all been downhill since. So, Kyle, do you have an, do you have a roommate? Do you have like an assigned roommate? I uh, well, yeah, uh, I'm rooming with one of my friends that goes to my high school, and oh, we've been friends for a while. So that's awesome. When I was when the, the end of this story is gonna sound racist, so just get ready for it, guys. Um, when I was assigned it's in Notre Dame, I got assigned. First of all, I was assigned the very smallest room on campus. The very smallest, I should say, the very smallest double on campus. Um, it was in the biggest men's dorm, but it was the smallest room on campus. And they just assigned a random roommate. And when I got my room assignment, my roommate's name was Ihatcham Ahmad. And I had no idea. I'm like, what am I going to do? Okay, what's going to So he's from California, though. One of the most Californian dudes that I ended up knowing. <laughs> But when I tried to call his house, because this is back in the day when we all had like landlines, um, mm-hmm. I tried to call his house, and his his mom, he was Pakistani, his mom who didn't speak a lick of English, answered the. I don't know why she answered the phone, because like I, I assume most of the calls they get are English speaking people, but I could not convey because I didn't. I probably wasn't pronouncing his name correctly at the time. I couldn't convey that I just wanted to talk to her son because I was his new roommate at Notre Dame, and so it was qu- kind of. Quite a relief when I actually got to meet him, and he was just more, more of a of a United States dude than I was. So, um, <laughs> well, with all your communism, to be to be honest, though, California is probably a stranger world, as you can see from Warren, than like Pakistan. Hey, I probably could have related once more again, to Pakistan. Don't call me a Californian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not from California. If the shoe fits. It's, oh God! It's if the shoe fits, I could probably we could probably fit the Stanley Cup in it. If it's yours. <laughs> um, true enough. True enough. Well, that's I'm cool. My hat. <laughs> that's good news, Kyle. And we're all hoping for the best for you, Wisconsin. What a great campus! Thank you. Between those two lakes, and just Madison is such a cool town. Go when you're of legal age. Hit up the Capital Brewery, um, mm-hmm. in in Madison. Great beers. Uh, their supper club is kind of their popular one. Man, I'm excited for you. You right, have yeah, to keep us posted. You and remind then, me of the older brother in uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> not you, not you, Mike. Right. <laughs> I don't know why, but okay. And then Kyle, what, here's your mission. Here's your. We're going to give you an assignment. <laughs> Take, print out a bunch of. We'll, we'll even design the flyers for you. Dolan and I will design the flyers for you. And you, because Wisconsin is always very political, very activist campus. Oh yeah. Wisconsin is always littered with propaganda. Mm-hmm. We want a, we want that campus to be plastered in the fall with higher Jamesian and Discipio propaganda. <laughs> I'll can try you, my can best. You, can you do that? Can you do that for us? I will try. Perfect. Yeah. All right. If you can do this for us, if you can get half of the lesbians in Madison to start watching this podcast, <laughs> we will have. Several hundred thousand viewers every week. It'll be awesome. Have you never been there? <laughs> well, Steve no, Clemens never... just got a hit. Whoa. Stop the press. He did. Here's, here's my, here's my obligatory. Left. 
Your your obligatory what? Here's my obligatory Dolan which half of the lesbians. Which half of the lesbians? Uh, there you I go. Don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so um, d did anybody okay. other than me? Well, let's because I I'm hosting here. Did um, did anybody other than me happen to read um, David Haw on Sunday? I I uh, read your your takedown uh, of it. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Same. I got a um, I got a direct message from one of our cub writer friends that morning who was <laughs> insistent. <laughs> That I immediately read it, <laughs> and his his quote to me was, he basically said, "When Cowley spent all that time kissing Ozzy's ass, he got stories out of it. What does Hog get out of just sucking off Tom Ricketts every day? <laughs> I mean, what could he possibly get out of that?" I have no idea. Anybody? I love that he portrays Tom as this benevolent. Oh, he just he just loves the fans, and he just he just wants to protect Wrigley. He just wants to give Wrigley a big hug and just you just keep it safe. Bullshit. He wants to wring every freaking dime out of that place, and I don't blame him. But I don't want him portrayed as this, you know, uh, freaking you know landmark enthusiast who's just trying to uh, you know, save Wrigley for the next hundred years. He wants to save really for the next hundred years if he can squeeze a hundred years worth of cash out of it. And I don't understand how you can be supposedly be a columnist for a world-class newspaper and be that you're either that fucking naive, which I think he probably is, or you have to be in on it. It's it's gotta be one or the other. Um, but other I than that, I have I have no opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't, th Dolan. I don't think that David Huff, Haw, whatever the hell his name is, has ever oh. been in on anything like a joke, like a like a athletic club, like a team, like a like a like a makeout party or a key party. <laughs> like, I don't think he has ever been in. He's never been invited to anything. Yeah, he might. He might never ever even have been in like a like a fancy hotel. If I had a guess. <laughs> uh, okay. What's his terrible? What is his th his shtick is in the wake of the news, right? Isn't that him that does the? Well, no, yeah, that, that's is that him. I thought that was the other guy. No, that's him. And they, that was always like the signature column at the Tribune. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they only gave it like the best columnist got in the wake of the news, and the last one, um, well, Bernie Lincecum, right, in the wake of the news, and that's, then yeah, that's who I was thinking of, yeah. And then, and then the great Mike Downey napped his way through the wake of the news for a while. Oh, God, that's and then, right. And then they brought in, do you remember the Michael Holly era that yes. lasted about a week and a half? When he left, they did, Hall was there, and he was writing columns, but they wouldn't give him that, they, they wouldn't assign that moniker to his column. And they just kept trying to replace him. And they just kept trying to find other people, and then they realized, well, shit, we don't have any money. We can't actually afford a real columnist. Just give it to Haw. So, uh, that's I guess Bob Verde would have written. Bob Verde would have written in the wake of the news. You know, they had really actually talented people, and now they've got 
Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Maybe they just they should just rename it the wake of the news. <laughs> because it's dead, you see. <laughs> you see, because their medium is dead. <laughs> well, that's great. I have I Dolan, I'm always impressed that you still like read articles. Even like the writers I read, I kind of just skim at this we're in such like a like a quick news information era. But like, like Kyle, Kyle grew up with this. Like he doesn't understand what it was like to like have a newspaper. Like we, we Kyle, back in the day, like we'd have to like wait the next day for a box. You'd score. have to go out in front of your house and swish, get rid of all the dinosaurs that were out there and swarming yeah. you. You know, just kind of shush them off the lawn. You'd have to use your blunderbuss. In our cereal boxes, we used to have like prizes. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Dude, don't get me started about- on cereal prizes. Those were great. <laughs> This will blow your mind. We used to have to pay to read it. Yeah. 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 And I, uh, you know, the Tribune has done a pretty good job of locking all their online content behind that useless paywall. But <laughs> oh, good. I'll share this little, we have five viewers right now. I'll share this little tidbit with them. Um, there's an easy way to read the Tribune sports section for free. You have to be on your computer um, <laughs> because it doesn't work on tablets, but they have the, the mobile version of the Tribune is mobile.chicagotribune.com. And when you, when you call it up on an actual computer, it works, and it's free. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I yeah. did not know that. That's excellent. Okay. I, actually I knew it because, because Sullivan tweets. The links he always tweets out are the mobile ones. And I, every time I click on them, I could read them. And um, I realized that, well, they're always there. So you can go read it for free. Dolan, that actually well, that's great because now I feel obligated to read Rogers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone should have to read Phil every day, just to make you feel a lot smarter. That was actually Kyle's transition into manhood. They just sat him down in a room with like a hundred Phil Rogers columns, and are like, they locked him in the room, and they're like, until you finish every one of these Phil Rogers columns, will you be a man? And then he did, and. Now he's going to Wisconsin. Uh, but Dolan, that reminds me. Actually, I have a friend, uh, a, a good good high school friend that works, um, does the whatever the, the I think she's one of the editors, like one of the main editors for the online, or at least she used to be for the um, Tribune.com. And she sent me a Facebook message uh, that they had a listing for a, a beat writer for a, just a beat writer for the Cub. I don't know if Sullivan knows this yet. Um, but they, but like they, and it, it's basically like their professional blogger for the Cubs, and and she's like, oh, saw this, saw this, thought of you, and uh, and I don't know, maybe I should apply for it. I don't think it, it kind of didn't even really say that you needed any sort of background in sports journalism, which it clearly is a computer. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like, but that uh, just I just I thought should... of that. You're talking about. I, you think they'd hire me? I think they would. I, I, I think you should apply. Do you think Find I can? Out. You don't know until you try. I could be hanging out in the press box with Phil and Dave. And just oh, that would be glorious. Guys, isn't this great? Look where we are. I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of feel like that was a terrible idea, actually, for me to just broadcast that. To now, I'll have like six people of competition working for that job. Now, I could have just had it all to myself. Oh, I just got an IM from a friend of mine. He says he's watching live. So we have at least one more, or at least one more viewer. We might as well just call him X friend. Uh, yeah. Hey, Scott. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, so what's been happening with the Cubs? Okay, so they started off kind of nice. They even in the game two when they lost, um, they I kind of thought that they were they were off to a nice start, and they've got swept by the Braves promptly in Atlanta. Granted, after, the Braves look like a pretty pretty solid team. Well, they should be. Well, yeah. At least J- Justin Upton does. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That was a great move by the Diamondbacks. To, he's not gritty enough for us. Right. We'd rather have uh, – who did they get? Martin Prado? That's an awesome yeah. trade. <laughs> way, way to go. <laughs> well, they got Campana too. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, that was the key to the deal. Well, we can give up Upton because the Cubs are going to are gonna let us have Tony Campana. And right. so Upton wouldn't even be he, – he'd be on our bench anyway. So let's just trade him to the Braves. <laughs> How about yeah. the fact that little Tony, the guy who caused all that angst all over with Cub fans everywhere when the Cubs let him go. Um, the, what is going on? I think Kyle is operating a, a dirt, a heavy dirt. <laughs> a, a back hub. Turn the crane off. He's got, if he's going to go to Wisconsin, um, he's got to get used to farm equipment. Even though Wisconsin's nothing like that, and I know that. Oh, it, Sorry, I, I was typing there. All of Wisconsin we know, we except know, for Madison and Milwaukee is exactly that. Yeah, sure, so. that's true. Um, but anyway, so Campana goes to the Diamondbacks, and the Cubs fans are all mad. Oh, he's a great player. And then the Diamondbacks center field prospect, Adam Eaton, gets hurt. Opening center field for Tony, and Tony's in AAA. Yeah. That's how good he is. So fuck that guy. <laughs> I feel like, the by the way, with Adam Eaton. Dolan, I feel like the uh, same thing with Mike Stanton. Like they, they're baseball players. There should only be allowed to be one. And then if a guy comes up behind, because there was Adam Eaton that what Phillies pitcher for a long time. Phillies and who else? Padre. Padres. You know yeah. He's most famous for. No, he was, tell me. He was tr- trying to open. A, you know, back in the days, Kyle, you might not know what these are. Uh, music <laughs> used to come. Music used to come on compact discs. <laughs> And they had this awful plastic wrap around them. And Adam Eaton had a knife out and was trying to get the thing off, and he jammed it into his leg. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, who the hell – yeah, those are difficult to open, but who the hell ever used a knife to open them? Six Uh, foot, ten inch Adam Eaton did. (laughs) Not the five foot, eight inch one who plays for the Diamondbacks now, but his mongoloid older brother. (laughs) This is the part where Warren jumps in and says that not all six foot, ten guys are mongoloids and we laugh at him. Right. And I say I have to disagree. (laughs) Those guys are freaks. Those six foot, ten inch guys. They're just weird. I don't want to make you guys nervous, but just we have ten viewers right now. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I think that's a Google Hangout record, so yay us. Yeah, you know, I think we just... I mean, for any Google Hangout, not us. I mean, just of all time. <laughs> yeah. Can I point out that I bet eight of those people are here to see Kyle? <laughs> yeah. Probably Dude, all in his you're house. on TV. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We should talk about some content. So, you guys, um, Brent Littlebridges still does not have a Cub hit. Oh, I would, nice. Unless he's gotten one in the last couple innings that I haven't watched. As of like the third or fourth inning today, I'm Little still, Bridge is still. Yeah, 0 for 3. Um, 
Wellington Castillo is killing my nephew ball team. He is. I just, told you, man. Told you. He's unstoppable. Yeah, he's going to be bad soon. He's and a force Nate, of nature. The two best hitters on the Cubs are both on my nephew ball team right now in Nate Sheerholtz and Wellington Castillo. <laughs> but I've counterbalanced them with Louis Valbuena. Oh, Dolan, actually, I'm not even going to make you defend your tweet. I'm going to make you defend Louis Valbuena's choice yesterday to throw with guys on first and third and one out, Ricky Weeks at the plate. Weeks hits a not very hard ground ball to third base. Louie decides to go home. It's Ioki or whatever, the, the second base, second baseman, right? Um, yeah. uh, gets Ioki in a rundown. They get the out, but the Brewers explode for three or four runs or whatever it was that inning. It was the first inning. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people are saying that he did the right thing. A lot of people are saying he did the wrong thing. Since you were a Louis Valbuena's personal fluffer i demand <laughs> i demand that you defend louis valbuena throwing to the plate on that play i also I don't I, whoa oh. andy your head your headset oh. <laughs> i uh we had our uh, fantasy baseball draft while andy's replugging uh i actually passed up on louis valbuena for for two dollars two dollars three dollars so I, I forgot to mention that a week couple weeks ago i wanted to let you well, know Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. It's, it's all you. You're gonna regret it forever. <laughs> it's, it is. It, it I, is. I don't. Louis doesn't even need defending because we all know why he did it. Okay, the guy who was at the guy who was at third was was Ioki, right? Yes. Is that who we determine that's a runner. He was trying to save Wellington Castillo's life because he knew Ioki <laughs> was was going to kamikaze Wellington. <laughs> and so he decided if he just gives him the ball, it's that much more ammo. He's giving something to stick in Ioki's face. <laughs> oh, no, but you said it right. It was a slow roller. Weeks. It is, wasn't a slow roller. It Weeks wasn't is, a slow roller. The ball was barely hit. It was like... <laughs> It was going like four miles an hour up the third baseline. And Weeks was rounding first by the time Louie got to the ball. So he made the savvy play. He threw home. It's not his fault that the ump completely blew the call. And um, Ioki was out, and Louie got screwed again. <laughs> oh, so I see. I, I missed that game. So that I, I, I hadn't actually heard about this play. So wait, the guy was actually safe at home? No, no, no. He got they got the guy third, but that actually they, they he had a potential. And I, Dolan, I'm not trying to help you out with your defending Louis Valbuena, but no, I don't need it. The, the the argument was that he could have tried to at least start a long uh, uh, five four three double play. Um, but again, it was wait weeks that hit it, weeks that was running to first. It would have been a pretty tough turn, especially with Louis Valbuena's arm. Um, and the the Dolan, I saw that look of surprise. Throw Louis' arm. <laughs> He's got a cannon. <laughs> He's a registered weapon. He's I just got like, a good arm. He has like a legitimate to, shortstop. Arm. I know. I'd like to make you react to stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but the, yeah, there was a lot of argument, and even Deshays and and Len were talking about it at the beginning of tonight's game. Whether you know you could get a hundred baseball guys in a room and fifty of them will say they should they should have thrown foam, fifty of them will say. But I would feel like in the first inning, you probably at least could have. Eh, I, I, if it were me, and then granted, I've never ever played the left side of the infield. Um, I probably would have at least taken a shot at getting the Indiana double play as opposed to going home. But you never know. In that moment, 
Louis Valbuena just goes on Valbuena instinct. Do you know what else you get if you get a hundred baseball men in one room? A, a hell of a stink. <laughs> you get four clean shirts. <laughs> That's what you get. And the other ninety-six guys are topless. I'm assuming, <laughs> hugging, hugging each other. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was actually what what we thought they should have done for the uh, nineteen ninety-four. Uh, work stoppage or strike or whatever we we as children we we thought that they should have just like locked all of them in a room like kind of a warm room topless oh, until they came up with something i thought they should have done that for the 1994 fleer collection <laughs> should have just been everyone in baseball yeah everybody wanted to see uh, cecil fielder uh sure okay has, has has anyone i'm sure kyle knows what's happening the Cubs have tied it at three. We're in the top of the eighth. And guess who's pitching now for the Cubs? Carlos Marmol. Carlos, Carlos Marmol. I thought he was only going to come in when they were losing. Here comes the redemption right here. I'm guessing okay. three up, three down, nine pitches. Okay, can we discuss this? Okay, oh, good. I'm going to get Kyle back into this. Kyle, you had a great post on Google+. Plus. Um, you, since I'm the only other person that's on Google+, Plus, I saw it. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Kyle had an excellent, excellent post. This is, this is going to be the opposite of defending your tweet. I want to. I'm just going to let Kyle go ahead and describe his own post. It was. I'm sure you remember. It was Carlos Marmol based and David Kaplan based. So go ahead, Kyle. Sum up. Sum up what your post was and tell us a little bit about your feelings on that because I think I think at least Dolan and I are going to wholeheartedly agree with this. I'm sure. I'm sure Warren will too. I probably will. Well, I basically just talked about how I'm sick of these idiot fans giving Fujikawa a free pass for already the agree with you. game last Saturday. <laughs> And then everything's always Marmol's fault for no reason that I can think of. And then Kaplan absolutely loses his shit on Twitter. And as I posted, I feel like we could play a very successful round of defend your tweets with just Kaplan's timeline. And I feel like it would be hilarious. Um, And it's just ridiculous that people are blaming this god-awful train wreck of a season on a mediocre closer. Look, okay, America, look at what you've done to this poor 18-year-old kid that we're only, what, eight games into the season, and he's already calling it a train wreck. Thanks, Cubs. Um, Kyle, I will. Think I'm going to children. I'm gonna make you, I'm going to make you defend one tiny little portion of your post, though. You, you, you start at the beginning of the third paragraph of your post. You say, my opinion of David Kaplan has also taken a hit in the recent in the recent." In days, when I first started listening to Cap on the Cubs post game show, I liked him because he quote tells it like it is, which I, I do like how you redeem yourself in parentheses after this. You say which he only reminds the listeners during every other caller. <laughs> um, but Cap, so so were you a Cap a big Cap fan before? Um, I don't know if I'd say big, but as secluded as I am from Cub fans up here in Wisconsin. Fair. I have to look hard for knowledgeable Cub fans. I mean, this is right around the time I started discovering your guys' sites. Uh, Kaplan did the post game show, and I was I was always listening, and I I kind of liked it. Okay, let me. There's a follow up question to that, Kyle. Do you where you are in Wisconsin? Do you are you able just over the airwaves to get WGN? Yes, clearly. Yep. Okay. All right. So it's at least you're not like paying for it or anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I am. <laughs> 
Well, I think it was a great post, Kyle. If Thank anyone's, you. everyone should be following him. I don't know if you can just click on his face or something right now to follow him, but you should be following because it was funny and it was good. And follow, what's your Twitter handle, Kyle, so people can follow you there because you say funny things on Twitter as well. Yeah. At KRikert27. You're going to have to spell Reichert if anyone is like me. R-E-I-C-H-E-R-T. And Dolan just tweeted at me, so you can find it there too. Good call. What if no one follows Dolan? <laughs> I, I, I do have to say I, I, I like your Twitter uh, logo, or not logo, uh, image of the uh, the L flag. That's oh, yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay, I'll go ahead and follow you. Why not? So what else is new in the world of sports? Kyle, don't feel like you have to follow him back, just for the record. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. there's, no, there's nothing, <laughs> None nothing of us do. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing of nothing of interest there. Although you will occasionally get get uh, get uh, commentary from my wife, which is uh, usually pretty good. Because she's an she's an ER nurse, so she comes well, up I with found, interesting. Uh, I found tweets for Dolan and uh, Michael. To, to defend you don't want to do that. Yes, let's do it. We're gonna let Kyle lead this segment. All right, go ahead. Pick it. Pick a person. Pick on. All right, well, Mike, I'm gonna start with you, and you tweeted. God, my nephew ball team sucks. <laughs> and I want to know with the plethora of talent that the Chicago Cubs team has, I don't see how you can fail to assemble a very successful <laughs> nephew ball team with superstars like Lillibridge and Valbuena and DeJesus and Sheerholtz running out there every day. Kyle, you are 100% right. I had absolutely no excuse to not dominate this nephew ball league because – I think it was sort of split with the Rasball guys. Uh, it was open to all the Rasball guys. And I think there were a few guys from Higher Jamesian that obviously most of those guys are Cubs fans that came over and are in that draft. But for the most part, it was it was probably 50-50 non-Cubs fans and Cubs fans. So I kind of had no excuse. But I, I have three or four Cubs on my team, or I had three or four Cubs on my team. I had... I drafted the very first Cub, which was Castillo, I think Castillo, Castillo, and then Jackson in back-to-back rounds. I was hoping Jackson would be up already to start saving me. Um, Nate Sheerholtz and Louis Valbuena. Valbuena has been the only guy who has panned out well for me. I'll tell you what, though, my this has brought a little bit of glee to my heart because I'm second to last in my nephew ball league already. A little joy in my heart, though. My second best pitcher. Dolan, can you guess who my second best pitcher is? That's not Dempster? It is Dempster. Is my second best. I'm amazed that there's one that's been worse than him. <laughs> I forget who it was, but Dempster's got like a got like 14 points for me in one start, and the other someone else got 16 or something. Um, although today I finally just dropped Brett Jackson, assuming that I can swoop him up before anyone else does, because I'm so low, so high on the waiver priority list. For guess which, all right, let's play guess which Royals outfielder I just snapped up today. Royals outfielder? Yes. Royals oh, outfielder. Uh, what's his Frenchie? Um, nope. Oh. Lorenzo Kane? Nope. Wait, I think he's a Royal. He was a National. He was a Cardinal. Rick Ankeel. Rick Ankeel. Oh, he's, he's an Astro. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. He's an astro. astro. An astro. And, Sorry, and astro. he struck out he's, almost every at bat, right? He, he had a home run in his first at bat. Every, yeah. No, 12, and everyone 12 of his last 14 plate appearances <laughs> have been strikeouts. Yeah. Meaning he's going to hit four home runs this week, and I'm screwed. But, well, um, yeah, I'm going to try and ride the hot hands. That's right. He's an astro. I apologize. You were right to uh, get rid of Brett Jackson because in Iowa, he's red hot. He's um, <laughs> he's hitting two, 238. Which but for he, him. But in 21 at-bats, he's only struck out seven times. Oh, good for so him. So instead of striking out half the time, he's only striking out a third of the time. That's good. He also has not walked yet. Yeah. Which is actually odd for him because he usually walks quite a bit. I was going to say, he even had – didn't he have a halfway decent on-base percentage last year even though he was k no. every other at-bat? Well, I mean, compared to his batting average, yeah, yeah. but it was, half- it was in Iowa, it was eighty-two points higher than his batting average, but it was still only three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he still had a three hundred three on base percentage, even with a one seventy-five batting average. So, yeah, he walked twenty-two times. So, so- Armel made it through the eighth unscathed, although it was a little close because two he outs. He did, he did give up a triple, but and but Castro made a great diving play to get him out of it, and Marmel with one out made a really nice play on a swinging bunt. Yeah. Where he tried to tag the guy and missed him and winged it over to first and um, Rizzo caught it. Okay, so is it my turn to defend my tweet now? Uh, yeah. So Andy, you had consecutive tweets about five days ago about Mark DeRosa, <laughs> and just reading your sites for as long as I have and following these podcasts, I just do not understand how you can legitimately think that a guy like that is going to be a good analyst because he's just one of those guys that you I hate. didn't hate him. Hate thank you, Kyle. Guy. Thank you, thank you, thank you for picking this out. I love you. No, no. <laughs> I, I didn't hate Mark DeRosa. I always liked Mark DeRosa. What I hated was the completely over-the-fucking-moon reaction when they dared to trade him. And people were like, oh, my God. And then the, the, the consecutive... The three consecutive day standing ovations when the Indians came back in 2009. So it, it was never that I didn't like DeRosa. It was that I didn't like the Cub fans who elevated a, a pretty productive utility player, which is basically what he was. He only played second base. He was a utility player. To this somewhat godlike status because the chicks thought he was cute. <laughs> See, you tweeted, to be clear, I really like Mark DeRosa when he played for the Cubs. So that just threw me way off to start. I did like him. Okay, and Dolan, Dolan, I do it. I'm going to come to a little bit of your defense here and your tweets defense. DeRosa, like Reed Johnson, was one of those guys that was really good as a Cub and really bad everywhere else, where everyone else is the exact opposite way. So I... I wouldn't say DeRosa was really bad. I mean, DeRosa was a, a useful player. Neither was neither was Reed Johnson really bad, but he was better as a Cub yeah, than yeah. this, like significantly better as a Cub. Had his best year, couple years or whatever in DeRosa in Reed Johnson's case, as a Cub. So that yeah. Grudzalonic was kind of one of those guys. Now. I mean, Grudzalonic was always good as a Dodger, but he had a couple pretty nice years with the Cubs. Didn't, so. didn't Grudzalonic almost win a batting title once? Or did he win a batting title? He hit over 300 at least once. I, the, the best part is I have no idea how to spell his name, so we'll never know. <laughs> G-R-U-D-Z-I-E-L-A-N-E-K. I bet that's right. Cause I had oh, type you know that. what? I had I, already typed it in, and I actually spelled it right. It's amazing. No, he um, never won a batting title, but he did bat 326 one year. Uh, those are some pretty damn good tweets. I think Kyle should always be responsible for this segment. 
can I, uh, I want to, in case people didn't see it, on Saturday night, I hit a brush with greatness on Twitter um, oh. when Brent Lillibridge's brother um, got mad at me <laughs> and asked me where I, when the last time I played baseball was. Oh, come on. That is the most tired argument. Ooh, he's better than you. He fucking better be. He gets paid to play baseball. <laughs> Uh, but I tweeted him back, and I never heard back from him again because um, I, I looked it up, and the Little Bridges are from um, Everett, Washington, which is just north of Tacoma. And um, Brent was born in um, 1985, I think. And I wrote, the last time I played was in the mid-'80s in Everett, Washington. I had to quit because some lady kept giving me crabs. <laughs> <laughs> and I, didn't, I never oh. heard back from, from the other Little Bridge. <laughs> I'm sure he uh. called Mom. And got very upset with her. But. <laughs> I like it very much, Dolan. It's no Jock Jones, but occasionally I people tweet me that surprise me. So Dolan, what was the original Whoa. what was the original Whoa. tweet that you sent out that, that made him I, I don't remember exactly what was the oh, original he's on tweet deck here. I don't remember the exact wording, but they're in the in the game against the Braves. He came over by the dugout to catch a pop up, and he almost—you could see that he almost slipped on the on deck circle. And I said, um, "Did anybody else think Little Bridges slip on the on deck circle, crash into the stands, impale himself on a pole, and die?" And I said, "I was disappointed too." That was the one he responded. Andy, I think uh, Diego Buena just drew his first and last intentional walk of his career. Uh, oh, my God. Wow. That's almost threatening. Yeah, runners on the corners. One out. Oh, and they're calling back Lillibridge. That's who they walked Valbuena to get to, Brent Lillibridge. But uh, Diana Navarro is going to bat instead. How bad? How how good is your baseball career going? If Diana Navarro ever pitched, and then they are, did they already use Clevenger too? Yeah, Clevenger yeah. already Clevenger hit got and a got hit. a hit. So, for all intents and purposes, this is just the most desperate measure that you could possibly have. If you're Dale Swaim and you're Brent Lillibridge and you're looking up and down that bench and you think that okay, now who, oh here's a question: Who is Yosh? Still here? Can we put him in? Wait, and Marmol has also been used. So who is their who is their emergency catcher right now? When you're carrying three catchers and you have the danger of maybe having to use an emergency catcher, I feel like I would, I would guess it's probably Louis. Because Darwin oh, was yeah, always sure. the uh, the emergency catcher, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, it's got to be someone scrappy and full of grit. <laughs> Preferably. The best thing is that. Is that Navarro was so shocked he got called upon to pinch hit that they showed him in the dugout. He hadn't even finished his funnel cake yet, but he used he used the powdered sugar, and it's like it's like pine tar on the bat now. So he's got an exceptional grip. <laughs> oh, God. yeah! I don't know why they have that funnel cake machine in the dugout. It's, it seems dangerous. Well, you, they notice, were, they, you notice Zambrano never destroyed that one. Yeah. He took out the Gatorade machine. He wasn't messing with the funnel cake machine. <laughs> That's where I was going with that one. Nice one. <laughs> All right. Well, should we do some – anyone else have anything baseball to report? Kyle, you got any baseball stuff you want to 
throw across uh, our bow. I, I think we've hit it all here. Yeah. What's um, hilarious is that like us yeah. hitting all of baseball is just talking about shitty cup baseball. <laughs> yeah. I was say, you know, it's like what's all over the news right now is like you know uh, Doc Holliday and whatnot, and we're talking about Deonte Navarro. <laughs> yeah, although Doc Holliday, Doc Holliday could probably pitch for this team as shitty as he's throwing right now. Um, okay, so should we move on to our, what, movie segment? Sure. Sure. For my movie. I got nothing for these next two segments, so go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I watched a handful of movies. Um, I saw the G.I. Joe movie, which, uh, just an awful, <laughs> awful thing. Just awful. I just know enough to not go to this movie, and, and, and that's the half of the battle you need to know. So is it worse um, than the first one? Oh God, so much worse. Wow. So much worse. Because I mean the first one Didn't was I a terrible movie. The first one was bad. But at least it had like, like it was kind of jokey and, you mm-hmm. know, inoffensive. It was, you know, I saw it drunk. I thought it was fine. Um <laughs> this one is just one of the more depressing movies you'd ever watch. Like everybody dies. It's like it, it's like I don't, uh, it's like if the it's like it's requiem for a dream, except GI Joes. It's it's bad. It's just a depressing movie. Um, well, now I really... now I want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going. Is there a midnight showing? Because I'm going. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. Well, yeah. I guess if you don't like uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Channing Tatum, you know, he gets blown up pretty good. So that's good. Um, yeah, and it's it's just not it's it's just no fun. I mean, it's just it completely lacks fun, which is is always disappointing when all, all movies like that, you know, ever offer is is the chance for it to be fun. That's why I liked that's why I liked Battleship because it's ridiculous and stupid and it was fun. This is ridiculous and stupid and really freaking depressing. So I would recommend against seeing it. So it's not even as good as Battleship. No, not even. I, it, no, if it was as good as Battleship, I would have been. I would have. I would have been clicking my heels. But no, it's it's just bad. For those of you who are new to this podcast or hang out, the Battleship is the worst movie I have seen in the last five years. Easily, yeah. possibly more, possibly so you longer. See, you see where I'm coming from. If Kyle, this is not a good enough movie for me to call it good, Battleship is the worst movie made in Kyle's lifetime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he didn't live through Ishtar, so he got Battleship instead. Sadly, that's accurate. Um, isn't Ish- Ishtar is like 30 years old at this point? Yeah. Um, I still remember, you two weeks ago, didn't I tell you two weeks ago how terrible? Oh, yeah. What did you, what? What did you tell us two weeks ago? Hello? I'm sorry. I, I think I'm, my my internet is breaking. Really. Um, didn't I tell you two two weeks ago, Warren, that GI Joe was going to be god awful, and you were ridiculous to want to I, see it? Yeah, yeah. I think you and everyone else I knew said that, <laughs> and <laughs> I refused. I yeah. refused to believe them, and now I am reaping the whirlwind. So, so. did you like it more or less than Skyfall? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Did Roger Deakins, did he shoot, did he shoot G.I. Joe Retaliation? Was there a bigger or worse plot twist than Bioshock in it? (laughs) Um, I liked it less than both of those things. 
Oh, yeah, that's yeah. bad. Oh, good. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, uh, yeah, so I, I would recommend seeing it. It's, uh, the, it's, it's sad when the, the, the most entertaining part of the movie is the trailers. Because they they ran another uh, uh, Fast and the Furious seven or eight or whatever the hell they're on now trailer and 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 that was the highlight of my uh, of my movie going experience. So, Wait, like, the that trailer movie. for that awful series was yep. the highlight of the GI Joe Retaliation. Oh yeah, no, that is oh, my wow. current that is my current favorite movie series. So. I, mean, I know I think, I, that one. I that one. I know. I know will be good. So. I think Nate Sheerholtz is about to become the next Mark DeRosa. He just scored on like a 140-foot sack fly to center field. Nice. Go, Nate. Well, did anyone – I'm just going to throw this out there. Did anyone see the Evil Dead reboot? No, I couldn't bring myself to go see it. All right. I saw – I saw uh, what the fuck's it called? Uh, the the white the white diehard in the White House whatever the heck Olympus has fallen Olympus I saw that one instead and oh my God it is beat for beat it is diehard but again missing almost all of the uh, all of the fun so I would recommend seeing again seeing that one also really? but yeah it's like every single scene you can think of in Die Hard is in this movie like in just oh. in a, a different uh, instead of being in Nakatomi Towers. He's in the White House. So there's a there's a fat black cop eating Twinkies. GI Joe retaliation. No, there's the. Oh, equivalent, I want to see it. There's the equivalent character, yes. Hmm. And there's, uh, yeah, I mean, he has the, the 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 tearful moment when he's like patching up his wounds when he's on the phone and saying, you know, tell my wife I love her and stuff like that. And uh, what the hell else? This, I mean, it, it was it was weird while watching it because I was like, okay, well, here's the point where he's with the bad guy and he thinks the bad guy's a good guy. Okay, there it is. That happened. You know, it's just just moment for moment. It is the exact same thing. Okay, if it if it really is moment for moment the same movie as Die Hard, it sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it is. It's it it. it, it it's way better than G.I. Joe. Way, way, way better than G.I. Joe. It's okay, just not no, – the, the problem I had with it is that they it, – it is one of the more gruesome movies I've seen in a long-ass time. Like every single person that dies and literally 10,000 people die, dies in just an awful, horrible way. Really? Like heads exploding, like gut shots bleeding out. Uh, it is just they they try to make the the opening twenty minutes is roughly equivalent to the opening twenty minutes or so of, of, uh, of Schindler's Saving List. Pri- basically, okay. sa- Saving Private Ryan is what I was going to go with. I mean, there's a, a scene of like a, a C-130 uh, puff the magic dragon or whatever, uh, uh, strafing the White House lawn and and just blowing up all of the Secret Service guys. And there's like body parts flying and everything, and it's like. Part, you know, I like the, I, I love diehard type movies and, and I like action movies and they're great and everything, but this is just like, it, they're trying to shoot it in the documentary style. And it's like, this is kind of gross, you know, it's like, and then they have the happy ending where they do doing one liners and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you guys are literally standing in a pool of your friend's blood. <laughs> I almost went to see it last night until I looked up the the Flickster or whatever page and realized that Morgan Freeman was not the president; he was the speaker. 
And I said, well, he, fuck that. <laughs> that's the other thing that I had a problem with. He's the speaker, turns into the president because the president's obviously the one captured in the White House. And so they never even met, really mentioned what the hell the, White, the vice president is doing. But uh, yeah, so then his first f- f- declaration as president of the United States is to completely cave to North Korea. So mm. it's like, well, no, you're fucking Morgan Freeman. Of course you're not going to give up to North Korea. Well, Come on. Even weirder is that North Korea wasn't the one that attacked the White House. He's just like, hey, guys, real quick, let's give up to North Korea and then we'll. Yeah. Well, was it Morgan Freeman or was it Dennis Rodman? Well, if it's really gory, then the, basically what they're doing is they're, they're making up for all the years on the cartoon because nobody died in the cartoon. If You're a plane got shot down, we're you talking always about saw a movie now. <laughs> what movie are we on now? Olympus is still G.I. Joe? Olympus. Yeah, no, but, Olympus. But to be fair, Warren said G.I. Joe was pretty pretty gruesome too. Yeah, but it's not in the, not in the same way though. Not in no. the same way. Like in G.I. Yeah. Joe, like so three people die, you know. But I mean, it's just, and it, it's just more so that GI Joe is more like just, just kind of a downer. You know, it's just I'm, kind of I'm it's distracted just, by um, Louis Valbuena scoring. So nice. The Cubs are now blowing out the Brewers. Maybe, maybe even um, Kuji can save this one. I thought Louis only scored with you, Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep that between us. <laughs> Gross. Um, any other? Any other? <laughs> thumbs sideways. Um, any other <laughs> movie recommendations, Warren, or D recommendations? You uh, save you save me from Olympus Has Fallen because I actually kind of thought was a little bit interesting. I mean, it, it, I would rent Olympus Has Fallen. It's not bad. I mean, it, just like I said, it's it's just a little bit gross. Uh, <laughs> How does it compare to Air Force One? I feel like see it's that's this. the thing again. I, I like Air Force One quite a bit. And get off my plane! Get off my plane! <laughs> no, you, know. you got to say like Harrison. Get off my plane! <laughs> um, that it's it's not as good as Air Force One. Speaking of Harrison Ford, how fucking I started laughing when I realized that it was him in the trailers for Forty Two. How yeah. How so old. grizzled is he? Like, I mean, you know what probably happened? He actually sat through Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and he just—it was like opening the Ark <laughs> of the Covenant. <laughs> it just aged him the, the the last twenty years that he hasn't aged. Oh my God, his face is falling off now, and it's sad to see. I wish he just would have died five years ago. Well, I I just found it's interesting. He waits till he's seventy years old to actually act or try to act in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dolan. Don't don't sell regarding Henry Short <laughs> or uh, Mosquito <laughs> Coast. Mosquito Coast is actually a pretty good movie. Or uh, no, oh, I love Harrison Henry. Ford. It's just he's the ultimate. He's Harrison Ford in every right. movie, which is fine. I Not mean, in What Lies Beneath. That's actually a pretty actually, good movie. Is it? I've never actually saw yeah. it. Yeah, I, I liked like it. Michelle Pfeiffer. I've actually liked most of his. I, yeah, Michelle I think Pfeiffer the in the movie. '90s, like back when back when Kyle was like three years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the movie where he was trapped on the island with Anne Heche? Six days, oh. and, seven nights. And she, and she came out like during the like during the promotion and completely tanked. And it completely yeah. tanked what was not going to be a great box office anyway because that was back when people were like, "She's gay." Well, we can't. Right. 
we can't watch her try to you know kiss Harrison Ford right because it's not acting they're not all pretending so yeah. you know it makes it really tough. I remember watching an interview with him on like Letterman or something, and he brought it up, and and he's just like you know kind of shifting around in his chair, and he's like, "Well, Dave, I um, uh, that son of a yeah." That I Dolan, if you were about to say that you didn't really hate Six Days Seven Nights, I'm with you. No, no, I, no. I didn't hate it. I never saw. Is it. David Schwimmer in it too? Yay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't as. It wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as like. It's not. It shouldn't be the punchline for a lot of jokes. I don't remember hating it. I. I right. What I remember about did it you, is that did Anne, you, wait, wait, Anne wait, wait, H did you became a lesbian it? during it. Yes, <laughs> aged it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um. Okay, I saw. Um. <laughs> I watched. I watched Zero Dark Thirty on. Uh, okay. Uh, on Zero Sunday, Dark Motherfucker. And uh, I I thought it was awesome. That was a great oh, movie. Yeah. I I got lots of uh, got lots of tips as to how to interview um, people. So if I get this cup blogger <laughs> job, <laughs> I will immediately be wrapping their heads in towels and pouring water over them. Uh, but people will tell you anything when you do that. Um, I really liked it. I I don't want to spoil it for people out there, but uh, okay, I'm gonna spoil it. we kill Osama bin Laden. Oh no. <laughs> We do it. It's amazing. It's pretty great. So I was very excited about that. So I like that. Uh, but there is actually a TV show I want to talk about. Um, because NBC might actually have a new show that's actually worth watching, which would be novel for them. They should immediately move it to Univision, where they have an audience. But um, <laughs> when uh, the following is that show on Fox where Kevin Bacon is like, you know, trying to hunt down the He's not. He's kind of a serial killer. He's more like a David Koresh cult leader kind of guy, and that show really started off well. And Alan Sepinwall trashed it. He's he'd seen the first like four episodes of it, and he said this TV show is crap. You know, don't waste your time with it. Well, I of course I didn't believe it because the, the pilot was really good. So I've wasted my time with it. In fact, I just watched yesterday's um, today, and I'm still watching it. But that show is not really that good. But, good. I'm glad to hear you say that because Dolan, I watched the first three or four episodes on based on your recommendation and hated it. But I hate I not hated it, but I was bored by it and I hate Kevin Bacon. Well it's it tries to be like everybody loves Kevin Bacon. Come on. Kevin Bacon is awful. I don't mind I don't mind a little violence, but it's ridiculous. I mean, just the stuff that happens is just. But um, on NBC now, when the coveted seven or uh, out here, it's the ten o'clock. But the nine o'clock for you people who live in the Midwest hour, which on Thursday night, which used to be like Hill Street Blues and ER and all those shows, now has Hannibal, which oh, is yeah. the origin the origin story of really it's it's more the origin story of uh, Will Graham than it is Hannibal Lecter. But Hannibal is they bring him in as a consultant because they're trying to catch the. These um, guys, and it was the opposite. Oh. Seppenwall had seen the first five of them and said it was awesome. And so I watched the first one, and I think it's—I've only seen one, but I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well done. The actor who plays uh, Will Graham is Hugh Dancy, who is best known for being um, what's her face um, from My So-Called Life and Homeland. Claire Danes. Claire Danes' husband. Not a bad gig if you can get yeah. it. <laughs> um, he plays he plays Will Graham. Lawrence Fishburne 
plays Jack Crawford, the guy that Scott Glenn played in Science of the Lambs. Uh. And then the guy who plays Hannibal Lecter, I can't pronounce his name, but it's the creepy guy who cried blood in Casino Royale. And he's uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I can picture him. Yeah, I know who Mads you're Mickelson, whatever his name is, but um, yeah. which is not right, but it's that guy. Yeah. And uh, so the the pilot was really good, and according to the reviewer that I actually like, it gets better. So I'm looking very much forward to that, and then I can tell a following to go piss off. I don't have to watch it anymore. Dolan, I'm going to take a little bit of umbrage with you saying there's no good shows on NBC because I think Revolution is getting kind of good. Well, I don't watch it, so it can't be any good. Okay. So what, what is Revolution? Revolution is the one where I start, basically only started watching it because there was a trailer where they walk past an overgrown Wrigley field. Oh, okay, yeah, that's and what I thought that was, yeah. It, it's basically... Well, yeah, and it, then the original, or the, the first version of that, that the marquee said the Cubs won the World Series in 2013, yeah. and then they changed it. So yeah. that's why I didn't watch it. Screw that. Um, they, uh, it's going to happen. Basically, what happens is all the power in the world is suddenly goes off, including, like, batteries powering planes and all that stuff. So... Um, it, oh, it's, so everyone kind of is fighting with swords and like there's because there's there, so they it's have basically, gone wait, wait, wait. I've seen this already it was in the mid 80s and it was called Visionaries yeah, but nobody, nobody but you saw that yeah and it was never Saturday, that. Saturday morning cartoon look it up it was, Visionaries. A, it was a puppet show that you put on in- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was it's, it has Juliet Dolan from Lost uh, yeah. it has what's her name it's Elizabeth got, uh, something Elizabeth Something. Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Gus Fring from Great. Yes, he's terrific as always. Well, uh, actually, um, my wife watches it. She really likes it. But here's she's been, she has been able to answer this question. Maybe you can answer for me. Why don't guns work? Okay, they you do. You don't need power for guns, but nobody seems to have any guns. They run around with freaking samurai swords. No, they do. Guns do work, but the problem is they're they are so conservative with their ammo because they need power to make more uh, ammo. So they do have their guns. Guns work, and they have guns. Um. Well, uh, but it's, 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 you know, they, they at least had an explanation for it. And what I do like about the show is that they're, to an extent, they're doing the whole, um, what Lost had to do. It's like, well, what about this question? And no one really answers it, but they are kind of giving you answers. And like before the end of this season, I have a feeling we're going to find out, um, a little bit like they actually are, are explaining as we go along how, why the power isn't on and, and why, what's going on. So, so basically what it is is like one madman now sees this as his opportunity to seize control of the entire world. And it's been years since the power has gone out and yeah, all these people have adapted to, to it's cool. I, I like it. It's, it's, it, it, you know what? It started off a little bit slowly and, but the characters are kind of likable. Um, they kind of, they had the balls to kill off of a, a pretty, I was kind of, it was kind of one of the more shocking um, TV deaths. I just didn't expect it. Like th- that, I thought that this was, you know, especially with NBC, it feels like they they play it safe with a lot of their, uh, a lot of their their dramas, and like they, I shouldn't say that because ER killed off a bunch of people, but um, but it was it was kind of a shocking death, and and I was kind of impressed that they that the writers had the balls to do it a week or who died was ago. it um was it McLean Stevenson did his helicopter crash oh what that was <laughs> that was Mash oh yeah. I always get those shows confused. <laughs> no, it's 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 okay. Um, I'm I I've, unlike a lot of like Walking Dead just got progressively worse. Although I heard the third season's allegedly better, but I this last I, season was pretty good. Although there's still moments where you're just like, really? I yeah. Mean, it's a very poor for as it's ridiculous that that's the show on AMC that has the big audience. Yeah. Because it's by far the well, 
it's not as bad as the killing. That show was a complete pile of shit. Was it really? But oh yeah, it started okay. off. It had great promise, and then it just boof, right okay. into the tank. Good, I um, always. You time. got you limped through the whole first season, and then they decided, nah, we're not going to wrap it up, and we're going to put these ridiculous twists in it that don't make any sense. And now everything that every character has done for the last twelve weeks makes no sense. Huh. Um, but The Walking Dead is, um, other than it is still cool to. The creative ways that they kill zombies, they really do a good job of that. That no, very few people make any decisions that make any sense. Right. And so it, it becomes very frustrating. And then the, the biggest problem they had the first two years was the show always started with an awesome action scene. Yes. Then there'd be 40 minutes of boring, ponderous, just chat. Not even character developing chatter, just people talking. Then something like cool at the end. Podcast. Yeah. Oh no, we don't even start off good. It's like this. It's like it's like this podcast, except with good stuff at the beginning and end of it. Oh, okay. Um, but this last year, it had a little more structure. But then by the end of the year, they still they they copped out in a bad way at the end. And I'm still gonna watch it because what the hell else is on? But Mad Men. Man. Mad Men is back as of Sunday. Well, it, it comes on to replace it. And so yes, I watch Mad Men too. And I didn't I didn't even know I don't want to give away the twist at the end, so I won't say what happens, but there's a character in it who plays the, the doctor's wife, who is Linda Cardellini from uh, Fre- uh Freaks and Geeks, and I didn't even know it's her because of the wig. She is attractive. Yes. Uh, I knew the woman was attractive. Dolan, 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 your your headset's gone crazy again. (laughs) Dolan, while you're doing that, I'll talk about how attractive she is. She was attractive in Freaks and Geeks. She was was she in the other one, the the college one? I think she had like a little bit role in the one, the quote unquote sequel to Freaks and Geeks. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, she's hot. Yeah. Was that undeclared? That wasn't undeclared. I think it was undeclared. Where all those guys, Siegel and Franco and all those dudes showed up. That was not Seth, a Seth Rogen. She wasn't a regular, but I think I believe you're right. She I think she popped up a couple up. times. Yeah. Huh, apparently she played Velma on the Scooby Doo. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yes, she was Velma. And I have I, yeah, I have uh, verification that it is undeclared. Velma was actually hotter than Daphne in that, although I never saw it. She um, was in ER for a while. I never Oh yeah, never that's right. Um, well, I've got nothing, gentlemen. I still haven't, I haven't watched anything since, uh, since Dick. You should at least show us pictures of your floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm upstairs. We demand floor pictures. No, we don't. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Instead of playing video games and watching movies the past week or so, I was ripping out all my beagle-smelling carpet and installing hardwood laminate flooring. Which I'd never done before, and which was I had a lot of help from from a couple people that were that won't watch this podcast, so I don't even feel like I have to thank them. But thank you if you do somehow stumble upon this. Um, it was in the great. in the Cub game, Ryan Braun has one of those. What do they call him? A balaclava or whatever? Oh, where, you know, oh, balaclava. Yeah, he's wearing it not because it's cold, but because he's hiding, you know, a, a flare up. <laughs> the bad news is that the the Brewers have the tying run at the plate because two batters ago, uh, Louis made an error and has kept the game going. Uh, I thought you were going to say that Braun was trying to cover up track marks. <laughs> nah, jeez, you know Ryan Braun's eyes must weigh about ten pounds. Yeah, I have a buddy who inexpl- who's at the game who inexplicably inexplicably loves Ryan Braun. 
Uh, Even okay. after all the stuff, he's a, he, okay. To be fair, he also well, not to be fair, to give you some some background, he also owned a Terrio jersey. <laughs> so uh, explains a lot. Yeah. Uh, and games, games. Anyone? Anything? Uh, I've been playing through. Uh, I can't even think of the name of it. Uh, Gears of War two. Um, slowly but surely making my way through it. It's fun. I mean, but it's ten years old at this point, or however old it is. So that's good. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I've Young been, kids I've like been... you have so much time on your hands. I'm sure you're just playing all kinds of games. <laughs> I've been really into the show lately. That's that's been my go-to, and I I just loved every every mode in the game. It's just been great. Um, oh, the game, yeah, the show. Them. I thought you meant this show. Oh, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> yes. Just re-listening okay. over and over again. Um, Operation Sports has finished their the full miners roster. Oh, so good. Now, now I'm about to start my franchise because I'm nice. download that maybe tonight. But I think they finished it up on Sunday, and the Cubs won. Kyle, what's your uh, what's your favorite mode that you're playing with the show right now? Right now, I've just been I've been going back and forth between my awful Cubs franchise and my slightly less awful Road to the Show player. Um, Road to the Show is, in my opinion, the best mode in the game, especially with some of the new updates to it. And franchise is always fun, just because I like the whole managing a team component. That That's always been entertaining for me. And Kyle, tell me, I think I already sort of asked you this, but tell me a little bit about the, because the, I haven't played with the Road to the Show yet at all. Tell me a little bit about the the improvements to the to that mode because that was I like that I like that mode for the last couple of years because you could actually like progress through a couple of seasons of your mm-hmm. guy's career without without it taking you know a hundred hours. Yeah, uh, this year they they changed some of the camera angles so it feels like you're actually the one playing it as opposed to just playing a regular game and you jump in when your guys up to bat or whatever. And then they still have the mode where you can set it to simulate all your uh, base running and fielding opportunities, which is what I do because all I want to do is hit. Yeah. So um, the camera angles and the presentation are a lot better, and they don't let uh, the announcers talk as much in that mode, which I'm okay with excursion, but I don't miss hearing the other guys. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me clarify that, Kyle. So when you're saying like it's more like you're actually in the game. So as the game is going on, are you like watching from the dugout when your guy's not playing, or what do you, or what do you mean by that? Um, you kind of got to see it to know exactly what I'm saying, but before you're at bats or whatever, the camera kind of swoops down and then like pans to what your view would be if you were actually uh, standing in the batter's box. So it's it's cool. All right. Yeah. You're, you're probably like, just put the game in and fucking play anything, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. Okay. And so how, here's the question. Have you made any big moves as you're playing Theo, Judd, Theo and Jed, uh, Jed and Stein. Judd, George Judd, yeah, Judd. Um, uh, have you made any big moves with your Cubs franchise, and how is your Cub franchise doing so far? Well, we started out uh, one and six, so that was good. <laughs> That's about um, I promptly went and placed about a third of the active roster on the trading block. <laughs> so we'll see if we get any bites there. Uh, <laughs> Now, and Kyle, do you are you the type? Do you play every game, or do you sim some games? I probably end up playing about a third. Okay, that's kind of what I do. I usually play the first game of every series, and then mm-hmm. sim if it's a three game series, sim the remaining two. For four game series, I usually play two of them. 
Um, and okay, and I had that was a big thing for me because when MVP baseball was a thing, uh, I like played every single game. I was telling Dolan this about this last week. I played every single game. I would even play some minor league games. And I only I I don't know how I even made it through a season, but I did make it through one season. And I remember this was back in the day that then for the next season I oh man I think I got like more no and like I I made some big moves I I got um JD Drew that was a big off season acquisition <laughs> that was when JD Drew was like the hotness sure. um yeah it was uh it was exciting mm-hmm. I wanted some lefty pop I was a Jim Henry obsessed <laughs> disciple that I had to get. Uh, Hey, Mike, I, I, got a, I got a real quick Nephi Wall uh, suggestion for you. Pick up Lincecum. If you can. I have Lincecum. You gave oh, me do you? Oh, he, he shat the bed tonight. I know. You told me it was a terrible pick because you said his fastball was back. It was for one spring start. Nope. I knew yeah. that was going to. And you said, and watch when, as, as, when, when Beckett is awful, too. What a great pick that was, too. Oh, is he said I pretty bad? I don't know. I, I actually don't know yet. Um. I feel like my pitching is going to be better than most people's nephew ball pitching, but unfortunately, pitching is kind of. Yeah, Lincecum has a 2.14 whip. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, you have five earned runs on three hits today. No, two hits. Two hits. Yes. Nice. In two innings, so, you know, he's still in there. Yeah. So, is that it? Are we good? Are we done? We have I more? think we're I think we're overdone. I think we're overdone. <laughs> All right, with that. Well, thank you, Kyle. Well, thanks, Kyle, for joining us. You're our first official guest. Someday, yeah, thanks for having me. Someday you'll be the answer to a trivia question. Well, probably. <laughs> how do you think? How do you think he got into UW? Like they, that's that's that went on his application process. Yeah. Well, we I have access to a podcast. Kyle, what is your major? What is your major? Is it broadcast journalism? Because this could go up on your CV. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll put this on my resume. Uh, right. But no, I actually, I don't really know what I want to get into yet. We'll kind of figure that out as we as we go. Go, go, go nursing and move to Chicago, move to California. Make a great advice, day. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, I am I am twice as old as you, and I still don't know what the hell I want to do with my life. So don't worry about it. That makes me feel Just do better. what I do. Disappoint your parents every day of your life. Wait, what? <laughs> Josh Beckett, by the way, through five innings pitch today, has, has gotten me ten and a half fantasy points, so he's off. Nice. nice. That's good stuff right there. <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah. So, I think, uh, any, any last words from anyone before, we, uh, before I sign us off? Andy, last words. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are going, going, and we are gone.